0: We'll do a review of the Esiches Chelech Yudalid, the 14th volume, the first sikh for the Parshas of Kiseitse. This is a Rashi sikh in which the Rebbe explains that there are various different uh, times that the Pasuk discusses in the Parshas Shoftim and the Parshas Kiseitse. discusses over their wars. Now we have two kinds of war. We have a milchemist mitzvah, that is the war to conquer Eretz Yisrael. That is the mitzvah to conquer Eretz Yisrael. Also, to a certain extent, uh, to wage war with Amalek, as the Rebbe will mention later on in the Sigha, that is a milchemist mitzvah. That's a mitzvah to uh, totally uh, destroy them. Uh, generally, Eretz Yisrael is what's the, uh, referred to as milchemist mitzvah. And then there is optional wars which are not part of this special mitzvah to uh, conquer the land of Eretz Yisroh. And the Rebbe unravels here the various Rashis and explains in a beautifully, brilliantly, why sometimes Rashi ignores, doesn't say what kind of war we're talking about. Sometimes Rashi says it a little bit later, sometimes... Rashi brings extra evidence, sometimes Rashi doesn't bring any evidence. The whole Sikh is going to explain in a a very detailed, beautiful way how each Rashi in each place has its own reason and its own explanation. And then further, the Rebbe was also going to explain some uh, interesting points of why Yeshua didn't conquer Eretz Yisrael when there was a mitzvah and he waited for a long time, and also explaining the Yenosh Shel the idea of Seitzel HaMilchama, as it pertains to a war that we have to wage against our Yetzir Hara, How could that be called a Milchamas Horoshus, that this is, as Rashi explains, the al But let's look inside. Aleph in the beginning of our parasha mighty rashi quotes from the from the verse the words ki when you will go out to war um and Rashi explains so what is the war that we're talking about over here so Rashi says we are discussing over here, the Posik is talking about an optional war, meaning not the war to inherit, conquer Eretz Yisrael, but optional war. Or well, maybe Hei and Rashi brings a proof that this is really Seyitzei Lamilchoma when the Posik says going out to war and of course we're talking about here and then you capture and the laws of Eshe Sifat Toyar, you see uh, the woman that you want to marry as the posse goes on. So, what is the proof that this posse is talking about Melchemes HaRishus an actual War? Because if this was talking about the war for Eretz Yisroel, the obligatory war to conquer Eretz Yisroel, so we can't really say that you will capture its captives. Because once, if we're talking about Eretz Israel, you can't have any captives over there. Because the verse already states, You're not allowed to live, let live any soul. So there cannot be no captives. And that's the evidence that this Pasuk, which discusses Capturing the captives isn't talking about Melchemes Eretz Yisroh, but it's talking about an optional war. So the Rebbe's first issue is that it seems like Rashi should have brought a support for this contention that it's talking about an optional war, at least as a support from the actual word key. Because ki should mean if the Rebbe says like this, so earlier in the portion of Ayeido, Peter Shadashi, Rashi says that the word ki is that serves in four different languages, meaning four different meanings. E means if, Dilma uh, means perhaps, Ella but the Ha for. So, in the order that Rashi quotes these four possibilities for the word Ki tells us Shem move on from the order, the way they are uh, presented in the Rashi, it's understood the Pirush HaKi Poshut the most simplest meaning shall key of the word Ki who, e is If, Im Hainu, that means If means Shesofik, who that it's not sure, it's a question whether this item will come, im. So, ki seitzel hamochama would mean, if you go out to war. This is the simple meaning of the word im, if, if it's going to happen. Since ki means e in its first possibility, Rashi quotes it in this order, and the Rebbe points out in the Ha'oreh that in that parsha where Rashi says this in Vayera, over there, it actually doesn't mean im. And the fact that Rashi puts it as the first, which doesn't fit into the of Vayera, means that according to Rashi, the word I, im is the first interpretation for the word ki. So in that case, Valpizeh, so Rashi should have at least put this as a uh, an additional branch, an additional uh, proof uh, that ki means because it's It says ki if you go out. but it couldn't be the only proof because ki mashiyach in since there is exception, so we couldn't bring it as the only proof, but Rashi should have at least brought this as a support um, to contention, as evidence to his meaning that this is discussing about a Muhammad because this says in the positive Ki. Which means, if you go out to work, it doesn't say mm-hmm. that when you go out to work, or it'll be when you go out to work. But it says, so that means if you go out. Rashi should have said that just the uh, words of Kiseitse by itself, Mashma has the meaning, it appears to say, that the Pasik is discussing here an optional war. Why does Rashi not use the word key? Ulidoch as an evidence, extra evidence. And on, the, and on the other hand, if Rashi doesn't want to bring down the chlal, this I proof from key, so why does Rashi quote from the Pasik Ki say, say he should just bring down the word LaMulchom, and tell you what kind of Mulchom is it. Since Rashi is coming to teach us in his commentary, which war are, are is the Possek talking of? And Rashi's proof is from that it says, Beloi me tevas ki Saitse, but it's not from the word ki, which would mean if say How Hay all love Lahatik Bitchilas Pirushe. So then Rashi should have quoted in the beginning of his commentary the quote Raktev Slamukhoma. Rashi didn't have to bring down the word Ki Saitse, you say Lamukhamo. Beloi Gamha Tevas Ki Seitse and not to bring down the words Ki Saitse because Rashi does not bring this. Key. if as this is a proof that we're talking about, it shows that we don't necessarily have to go out to this war, because okay, but Rashi doesn't use that as a proof. So why quote the words key it The Rebbe is going to bring down in his space now three other Rashis, which the Pasik talks about wars in the Parsha of Sheftim, the Sedra of Sheftim, and Rashi changes each Place it's different. So the Rabbi says, In the previous portion, ki We find there three times the word "key" in relationship to a war. Al similar to our parsha that starts with "key" but We find over there in, in the parsha. chapter. In each one of these three places, the Rashi's commentary is different than the others and from the our Parsha. We have a total of four times over here that we're discussing one in our Parsha and three in the Parsha. And none of these four explanations, the word key as relates to the war is the same. Everything is different. Rebbe starts now. This is the first time in the parshas, the first one in the parshas Sheftim, where the posik says, When you go out to war, and you will see that there's a big uh, lot of people, and the people that you're coming to fight, you're going to be afraid from them, you might worry. The Torah says, Loy Tira, don't be afraid. In this Rashi, Loy pidesh, Rashi Rashi does not explain medaber, which war is the Pasik talking of. Im rishus, are we talking about an optional war? Or are we talking about a mandatory war, a war for Eretz Israel to conquer Israel? Av shebisifri, although that in this Sifri. It says over there clearly that, that we're talking about an optional war over here. So why does Rashi ignore and not explain anything over here? Okay, that's, that's one thing. Then, next comes the Posik. The Posik talks about the Posik says you start off first with peaceful, you call You call a peace to them if they agree to uh, be subdued to you, otherwise, you shall uh, encircle them and then you will conquer them. So, over there, Rashi is mighty, Kisikravel ir le hilochem gamer, mighty, Rashi, Esatebis, Kisikravel ir, Rashi brings out the word, Kisikravel ir, Mefarish, Bimalchemasar Shusa Kosum Medaber. We are talking about here an optional war. This is what the Pasuk is talking about. And Rashi brings the proof, like it is articulated in specified in this matter as we go on. The Pasuk of few Psukim later says, This way to open up with peace and to besiege them if they don't uh, subjugate themselves. This is for all the cities that are far from you, which means that are optional wars. The pasik continues, but Eretz Yisrael, over there, no, there's no peace, there's no shamdat, but you have to actually, loisachaya Kol neshoma, you cannot let everybody live. So we see clearly from this pasik over here that this is only talking about. Is when that we open up with peace. So here Rashi does explain but also brings a evidence from some sukkim later on. Then the third time is Allah Posuk, there's another Posuk later on which says, Going there. And there the Torah warns not to. Cut off the t- trees, only trees that are not fruit bearing trees, one can cut down. So, over the year, so in the beginning, when it says when you'll besiege a city for many days, Rashi in the beginning doesn't say, what kind of a war is this? Rashi doesn't say, that we're talking about an optional war. Only later on, the Torah says, for many days. So Rashi explains, what does it mean, many days? Three days. Rashi says, can besiege the cities of the Nochrim less than three days before Shabbos. And then Rashi says, And this teaches us that for two or three days you open up with peace. And then he brings the proof from V'chulu. Uh, and then, Then Rashi says in the same uh, Rashi, now Rashi all of a sudden brings in over here that we're talking about So, in all these so what do you need to understand? Posik That is the second posik that we brought down. Where Rashi does say that it's talking about muhammas al and the same thing is in the uh, later rabba that al-aposki social ir also eventually says that it's talking about muhammas al-rashus ana mistaye el pirush dim muhammas al-rashus qasma dabir he still he does not support his interpretation that we're talking about muhammas al-rashus ma loshin ki sayti Il, sif Alev. Both of the... We said before in what the Rebbe said why did Rashi not bring a support for his uh, proof that Kiseitse? I don't know why the Rebbe brings down here the word Kiseitse. Uh, in the three previous that the Rebbe is discussing right here is Kisikrav and Kisotsur but the Rebbe brings down uh, the notion of Kiseitse in the parenthesis, he brings Kisotsur. Uh, I would think it would be Kisikrab and Kisotsur because Kisaytze, Rashi doesn't uh, say anything. But the bottom line, the question is, the word "key" itself should be evidence. And when Rashi says that it's talking about or HaRishus in the posseh Kisikrab and the posseh Kisotsur, he could have used the key as a, a evidence, as support for his Now, in his base, the Rebbe asks on the Rashi's explanation on the posik, that's the second posik, just to make it easier for references, we'll call it the second posik in Parsha Shrefti, where Rashi quotes Melchema Sarushus, the way the Rebbe understands the Rashi, the Rebbe also discusses in the aura, uh, the way the Rebbe learns the Rashi is that why would Rashi, that Rashi explains that it's Melchema that from Kisikrab El-Ir alone is evidence. That's why Rashi brings it down over here. But he brings evidence from later on. Let's see inside base. From the fact that Rashi explains on the words. So, if doesn't mean anything that is rushus, then Rashi wouldn't say it over here. So, Rashi explains it. He says, it's talking about. Like it's articulated later on, we see clearly that the Possek says, this is but not about Eretz Yisroel. So, if Rashi's old proof was from the end, then Rashi would have just brought down the end and not quoted it in Kitzikram. That is written several psukem afterwards that is only but not... At Eretz Yisroel, lishchayik on the Shema. So mashma. So from therefore, since Rashi brings it down over here, it appears shagam miteves kisikra valir that just from the word kisikra valir yesh le yichiyach we can prove shem melchemes harushus akosav medaber that the Torah is discussing a melchemes harushus here because it says kisikra valir because otherwise Rashi wouldn't explain it here lochem that's why he explains it over here. If the words Kisiklav don't mean anything uh, that it's a Milchames uh, HaRishus, then Rashi should have waited till later on to tell you what Muhammad we're talking about. But that's why it means that from the words Kisiklav here we can already prove that we're talking about peters Khan, That's why he explains it over here. He explains it over here. It just means it's not a satisfying proof. And then he brings a stronger proof. As it's articulated in the subject matter as we go on, etc. So what's going on over here? So if that's in that case, so first of all, Aleph, Ah he ha icho mikisikrabil eer, and Mikisotzur. How is a kisikrabil eer more evidence that it means melchames Rishus more than the Kiteitsa and Kisotzir, which Rashi did not earlier bring a support for the Kiseitse in our Parsha and the Kit the third time in partial base and so why is why would Ki Sikrab, the second time in Parsha to be more evidence and basically it is on the other hand if there is a good proof from the sikravelir that it means optional so what is difficult in this proof that because of the difficulty, Rashi is forced to say as articulated in the subject matter why does he need additional evidence if there is already evidence and the last question is on the third time that the Torah mentioned the third time that the Torah mentioned the word kisutzal l'yom rabim so rashi doesn't explain it right away madua pirsh rashi al teivs rabim why does rashi on the word rabim so it's not from kisutz but on yom rabim uvema chameser shus kaosen and ben melefaris ma'arayah zeh doesn't bring a proof for this kemotim of fadish with the second time in 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 sheftim Kisikra veleir over there it says it says beferish in the pesukim later on. Ubetchilas parshosayinu he says from so shavisa Rashi brings evidence. How come over there Rashi leaves it blank? And Rashi just says. So first the Rebbe will explain the Rashi by us the kisete lamelchama what he started with that from the actual word kisete is no proof that it's talking about an optional war because it follows in the shivyoi uh, that is Im, even if you should be a war that you have to go, it's not optional, but the Im doesn't necessarily apply. And the reason the Rebbe explains why Rashi quotes Ki Saitsei, Im Saitsei, is because the Ki Saitsei. The meaning changes once we know that it's talking about milchemes horishos. Let's see inside. Oh, he's giving. So the explanation of all this. In follow up to the kisetsa follow up to the kosuf. The pasuk writes immediately takev describing what's happening So I'll that you will capture. So this is what happened over here. So, even if you're going to say that we're talking about a war, which is a mandatory war, we're going to Eretz Israel, it's still, still, it still applies, and it needs to, as if you go out, because it's not about the war, but, it's, it is still, even if you have to go to war, but it's Kisaitz, we're not sure whether it's going to be Vishavisa Shivya, you're going to capture any captives. So, therefore, it could very well be, im means if, if you go out to war and you find captives, but the war itself could be a mandatory war. So, from the word im, uh, even if ki means im, doesn't mean that it's a bil khamis al shous um since that's the case in hagrag mithewas key so from the word key there is no proof shab bil khamis al shous that the post is talking about an optional word bil ghein maybe rashi hay therefore rashi brings the proof shab bil khamis that in the war of Yetziru, you can't say, because, but, the key, isn't really evidence, but then the Rebbe asked the question, so then why does Rashi have to bother, to bring down the word, key say? Rashi should have just said, and explained that it's talking about, because of what it says, explains the Rebbe, based on this, we can explain, that this that Rashi quotes in the beginning of his commentary, also the words because, because when Rashi explains that he is talking about Melchemes is what the Pesach is talking about, then there is a change in the meaning of these words. Ki Seitzay means something different. And the Rebbe is going to say both the Ki and the Seitzay means something different once we know that it's talking about Milchemes HaRishos. Because Had the pasuk been talking about a war for Eretz Yisroel, which is an obligatory then we had to translate ki, that the word ki, which means im, "tenai," a condition, musabas altevis vs So then the im would be going on the Vishui. Or Shumasabhas If you want to say key goes not if on the Shabishivya, but that key goes on. Milchama, then it has to be key. master mean kasher. Aval, Pirush key is meloshin kasher. Then it mean when. So, in other words, the meaning of the word key, if it's talking about chayva, has to either mean if you're gonna capture, or it means when you go out to the war because the war is a chayva. Now that we're saying ulam Rashi. But after Rashi explains that we're talking about an optional war then the word key goes it goes right when, if you go to war because it's optional that it means simply Im. Im, go out to war because it means now an optional war so since the meaning of the word key is changed by the explanation of Milchemasura it actually quotes that because now key means if you go out to war, because we're talking about an optional war. So it wouldn't be a stira to say if even if it's a Milchemis Khova. But then the im has to go on the Shavisa Shivir. But now, the im is going to Pashtun, and we're saying, if you go out to war, because it's Melchemes HaRashos. So that's why Rashi quotes key. What about Teitzay? al Zebeteva's Similar is to the word Teitzay. Teitzay means to go out. So, If We were talking about the war of Eretz that we're trying to conquer Eretz Yisroel. Then we could not explain you will leave, you'll go out in the physical sense, going out from a physical place. To leave the place where you're sitting, where you're settled, to a place of war. Because at that point, the Jewish people didn't have yet a set place, so there's nowhere really physically to go out. And kind of, now that they have, this was the purpose that was the purpose of the war was to give them a place to conquer and to make that into a set place for the yid. so would they have to explain that what does it mean say if we're going to say that it's talking about a uh, Milchemes which means waging a war in for Eretz Yisroel. You go out in the spiritual sense. You'd see a you leaving a situation in which you are relaxed to get ready for preparing for war. So that would be if we would say that it's that what we're talking about is going to fight for Eretz Yisroel, which they weren't in Eretz Yisroel yet. So Kiseitse has to mean emotionally, spiritually. They're getting ready for a war. But now that Rashi explains that we're talking about an optional war, so now we're talking about leaving a place. Is literally means physically going out in Israel to the place of the enemy. So it turns out that once we explain Melchemes the meaning of the word Tetzay changes, and also the meaning of key changes, and that's why Rashi quotes this, because those are affected by his interpretation that it is a Melchemes Now, with this idea that the Rebbe explained, that even if we say that it's a Melchemes HaRishus, but well, we can still say if, provided that in the Parsha there are situations that might or might not happen in a Melchames So that's the reason the Rebbe explains now why in the first time in Parsha's Shoiftim, Rashi doesn't say Melchames Horeshuz, Ki la because over there we're talking about if you're going to see a big army over there, you're going to be afraid. That's not... So we're not saying if you're going to war, it's not, the war is mandatory, but if you will see a lot of people, don't be afraid of what the terrorist is trying to tell you. Let's look aside. <laughs> Why Rashi doesn't say that it's an optional war. Like the Rebbe quoted from the Sifri, on the posseg B'Parshan Shaiftim, and the posseg says, over there Zaylam Elchom you go out to war, and then you'll see Amrav Mimcha, a much greater nation than you. So many people, and you'll be afraid. So Rashi doesn't say because Kishom, Kosum because for there, over there, we are able to explain that the pasuk is talking about a mandatory war. The Tevas Key. So why does it mean ki, which means im, tonight condition if musabas it says and if you will see, it's not if you go out to war. You're going out to war, but if you see these great people, much so many people, more than there are more than you. Because that's not known. We don't know we're going to see more people. Not know if the war were, we're going to have, meet up with these people, and they're going to have to warn the Bnei Yisrael. Don't be afraid of them. And since that even from the continuation of the parsha, there is no forced evidence to tell us that we're talking about a. Optional war. war. So, some Rashi. so that's why Rashi closes this up. But doesn't explain what war we're talking about here because there's not any clear evidence. And the same rationale the Rebbe applies to the opening of the second verse in Parashat Shriftim. That we say, because over there the question is if you're going to put a siege on but we're not talking about if you're gonna to go to war. So, right away in the beginning, Rashi doesn't have to say, and Rashi doesn't explain that it's from the Lushan key. So look inside, Al when it says key, So there when you besiege the city, move on It's understood that we can explain the word ki. It means literally im, tanai conditional. Even if we're discussing about a obligatory war, because the im is not applying to the war, it's not if you go out to war, but it's applying to the Sotsur al ir on the besieging. There is no obligation to besiege the city. And the fact that you're having such a war in that you're besieging. When Sofik, that's something which is questionable. Gamim even if the war itself is mandatory. So therefore, the Torah key could mean Rashi can't explain anything in the beginning. Rashi That's why Rashi doesn't explain on the words kisotzer. But and the Rebbe says further, even though in our parsha. We don't learn from Kiseitze, but yet Rashi, the Rebbe says, brings down Kiseitze because the meaning of Kiseitze changes once we know that it's Melchemes HaRishus. So, but over here, they don't change. Rashi says, the Rebbe says, Rashi doesn't even quote these words, Kisotzer, Ki seinu, like in our Parsha, we're, in Kisaitze, where the Posik is quoted, Rashi quotes in the posseh Kisaitze. even though the Heichochah is from later on, but over here, Rashi doesn't quote the words Kisotsur, in Parsha Shoftim, in the second time, over there. Even though, eventually, we have to say that it's talking about Melchemes as the Rebbe will explain, that Rashi brings down on the word rabbin that it's Melchem but just like in the Parshish because the meaning of Ki changed, Rashi brings it down, although the is from Meshavish HaShivyo, so same thing over here, why should Rashi not bring down the words Kisotsur, although his proof is from the word rabim, as we will explain, because Kipirush Shaltevas Ki lo yistane. Because the meaning of the word key is not going to change through his commentary in Milchemashus. That is to Muhammad The only reason why by us it quoted Ki as we learned earlier, because it changes the meaning of Ki But over here, the meaning of Ki Sotsu is not going to change. Even if we were talking about a war that is obligatory, had Spanish kisur, we're interpreting the word kisotsur remains im totsur, sophic totsur. We're not sh- sure that if you totsur then that's what you do. So this doesn't change. The key doesn't change to meaning anything different. Unlike by kisetsai where it either changes into if it would be uh, then it would be in Kasher, or the key would be on the uh on the and now it goes and says, but here it's all Im Totr, Ki Sotr. So, why does Rashi explain it that it's talk machemizar Roshus after Rabib? Um la Lah, Mefaresh Bitevas Rabbi. After Rashi explains that the Tosafot Yomim Rabim Lomatcha Peseyach B'Sholim B'Chulu, that this teaches us that you have to start off with seeking peace, and you say, say them uh for three days. Shaposuk Zem Lamdeinu. This posy teaches us Shesh Kriya Sholim He Beze Gimul that to ask for peace is for two or three days. That's why it says Yomim Rabim. Ram Muchrich, so then we have to say that it's talking about Milchemes Harishus Hakosuf Medaber. That it's talking about Milchemes Harishus. Shariq Far Pirush Rashi Li'il Alaposik Yisik Rav The Posik says when you come to the city. What did the Posik say? So Rashi says, who do we call out for peace? Rashi says, Be Milchemes Harishus Hakosuf Medaber. That this whole idea of asking for peace Rashi proves it. Because it says by by in the Ishaikon the So therefore, now that the Posik says that you have to go two, three days to Sholem it must be talking about Muhammad Sarah Rashi says that it's talking about Muhammad Sarah So this explains this third posik in Parshiski Kiseitze. But in the second posik over there, Rashi explains right away. Hey, There is no description, there's no detail in describing It just when you come close. So that there should be a possibility to say that the word im which is the suffix is going on something else nothing else is here so then we have to say that this goes on the milchama itself rashi rashi brings out kisikra it brings down kisikra because if you come close mefadesh that we're talking about The proof is from the word key. Key means if key sikra. So why does Rashi then have to come on to more proofs? became and Rashi is stopping by Rashi is not satisfied with this proof because it would seem evidence from what the Torah has written beforehand, that this that we should call out for peace also would apply to the war that we're fighting for Eretz Israel, the mechemes Mitzvah. Um, how so? So we need extra proof. Again, in the last Posik, the Rebbe explained Sholem does not apply to Eretz Yisroel based on this Pasuk. But now we're explaining the second Pasuk before we explain the third Pasuk. So over there, the Rabbi explained based on the fact that in the second Pasuk we know already that you can't call out the Sholem. But in this Pasuk itself, Rashi needs to bring additional evidence that we don't call Sholem for Eretz Yisroel. Because, Lecha'ire, it's evidence from what the Torah tells us beforehand, that Kriya Shalom applies to Mechametz Eretz Yisrael. in this portion of Chukas, and then there's a repetition of the Parshas Devarim. over there is related. Moshe Sholach to Sichin Melech of That Moshe sent to Sichin, he was the king of Amori, one of the seven nations. Mizaynu Mes is the Amori, and Moshe sent them Divrei Shalom, words of peace. Leimir Ebra beArzach Hagayimir. Let me go through in your land. So we see clearly he spoke to him peacefully. Shemizambuchakh, this is evidence that That even when we're talking about a mandatory war, Israel, similar to the Muhammad of Eretz Bidivri Shalom. We should start with words of peace. Because Blaya Mesha Aver Khazolim. Moshe Rabbeinu would not violate God forbid the warning of the Torah not to allow anybody to live so meaning notwithstanding that you still start with peace so therefore we should say that when the POSIC says even though it's talking about peace would be Hugam is also, and V'Iker, mainly, it's a greater novelty, that even though L'Izchayi Kol Neshama, still, the to Torah is telling you, have to open up a piece, and Vikhi will therefore not mean if, like the word Khi should mean, normally, we should, like we would like to say, but it would be Kasher, it mean when, when you go out for work, and will no gain maamshikh rashi that's why rashi continues to motion the as it says in the subject kain tasalu khula ur marikhaykis so you shall do to all the far cities hainu shee efsher shee double akosom bakhamsa resisro it's impossible that the taurus talk akosom resisro sharamefuris be parsha laipa because it says clearly the parsha it's only to the rekhaykim but not in Eretz Yisro. That's what the pasuk says later on. <laughs> in order, so it shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> How did Moshe Rabbeinu open up with words of peace to Sikhin, the king of Amori? So Rashi <laughs> gam Rashi also brings down the words. Because here we said that only the, per- the proof is from the word key. Key means if. The additional, it's not sufficient because of the problem that we see that Moshe Rabbeinu did extend peace to Sikhan, which was also Melchames Mitzvah. But why does Rashi bring down also the word el Ir? This is where Rashi hits us. This that the opening, with words of Sholem, is only in the optional wars. This is when you come to the city. When you come to the city to wage war, the Torah tells you it only the choikim and not the craving. And, and 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 but it doesn't apply to the craving, though There, there's no peace. Shaloi but when you're not coming close to the city, or you can be close, but you're not waging war on them, then, then you are allowed to open up in peace. Also, is with the seven nations. So, this is Rashi answering in our case. Divrei Sholim, that Moshe sent words of peace to Sichoim. Ho that took place when he wanted to pass through his land. Moesheh Nemar, the Apostle says over there, He wanted to go over through his land. He didn't come close to the city. He did not come to wage war with him. Then he was permitted to open up with peace. In Oizvav, the Rebbe is going to bring the wonderful aspects and the finds about Halakha in our Rashi over here. Normally, people associate uh, Melchemes Mitzvah with the Melchemes Eretz Yisroel. Melchemes Mitzvah is the Melchemes Eretz Yisroel. But the Rebbe is now, that there could sometimes be a milchemes eretz which is not a milchemes chayva, and still you can't say der veshaviso shivoy, because milchemes eretz yisrael is loyuchayek on neshama. Let's look inside. Rebbe medayik and the Loshen Rashi. The wonderful aspects according to the halacha which are in our Rashi. Rashi Rashi begins his commentary he says Medaber. that the posseh is talking about a voluntary war. And Rashi concludes that Eretz Yisrael ain lamed be shevis because the war in is royal you can't say be shevis why did rashi change switch from rechus to artisrovel khayara lekhayara habalei lema le rashi should have concluded the way he started shebimil khames khayve vekhulo that in a war of a mandatory you can't say be shevis shevi why is the Rebbe, Why is the Rashi saying specifically Eretz Yisrael changes it from Chayva to Eretz Yisrael? Would see. but actually, if it would say Chayva, that would include more things, not only Eretz Yisrael. Here, it's coming exclusive to Eretz Yisrael because in addition, Also. The, when we say a war that is mandatory, that would include Mechemes Amolik. There also you can't have any captives, because they were commanded, no remembrance of Amolik. Men until women, etc. There could be nobody left. If Rashi were to use the Loshan, that would have included Ossa Molek. Why does he limit it to Eretz Yisrael? But with this, Rashi hints by changing it and talking about Eretz Yisrael, the Melchemes Eretz Yisrael, that war in Eretz Yisrael, even if it's not a mandatory, as the Rebbe will explain, what does it mean, a not mandatory war in Eretz Yisrael? we can still not say that you're capturing its captive, for in the war in Eretz Yisrael, even when it's not a mandatory, it already says, so you cannot have Eretz Yisrael war and having shavisa shivya. come on. And Rebbe explains, the parches of the in the section of Mishpatim we learn I will not chase them away from before you in one year. Because the earth will be desolate. I will chase it away a little bit at a time. Until you will multiply and then you will inherit in the land. From this we understand that according to the simple meaning, that when is there a mitzvah, an obligation to uh, chase the land out of its inhabitants, to chase him away, it's in a situation that that would not bring about, that the land will be desolate. So, if you conquer the land that you can't settle it, that's not a obligatory war because you're not settling it. You're just having war without settling it. That would not constitute a milchemist mitzvah. This would also, this concept that we have here that you can have war in Eretz and it's not a mitzvah. Also, gives an answer. the surprise. How could the bnei Yisrael push off the conquer of the land and took so long for seven years? So even the Rashi explains in Yeshua the Yeshua that this was actually an embarrassment to Yeshua. Yeshua, Rashi says, knew that he is the one that has to inherit the land, so he wanted to live as long, uh, push off the inheritance of the land so he can live longer. Rashi says, Gnusha Yisroel. But that still doesn't answer the question. How come the elders did not protest it, Et etc.? And further, and the main point that shall for sure Yeshua had some sort of a of a right that, that this was okay to push off the conqueror of Eretz Yisrael through the, the shonim for seven years so that the land will not be desolate pushed it off because it is not desolate and then he kept on basically dragging uh, uh, dragging it out. He figured that it's going to be seven years, and in all those years it took for the land not to be Shemoma. But, based on the above, we understand it. Also, the emphasis when Rashi writes over there in Yeshua, Shom, Rashi says, he intended to push off. Yeshua intended to push it off. But Rashi doesn't write, it doesn't say that he pushed it off. Because Mono, his intention, prevented He didn't allow that effort that the land should not be desolate. In other words, he couldn't conquer because the land would be desolate. Well, he could have made it in such a way that it's not going to be desolate, still but he didn't do it directly. So it was pushed off because we had to wait for the seven years so that L'te So, but in any event, the Rebbe says that you can have this Eretz Israel war, but it's not a chayva because you're not settling it. Rashi says specifically the war of Eretz Yisroel. And the war of Eretz Yisroel, we can't say of Shavisa Shivir. When you have a war in Eretz Yisroel, whatever it may be, even if it's not a Melchoma, I'm a Chemis Chhoiva. There's still a command: don't live any life, don't live any soul alive. But tam that this, even if it's not for the purpose of conquering, but tam It's an independent mitzvah, It's not tied with the mitzvah of conquering aretz yisrael. What is the idea of it? that they should not be from the seven nations so that they don't teach you to do all their abominations. So therefore, even if a war in Israel, which is not mandatory, they are still warned, don't let any soul live. Rashi follows in the next... Rashi says Shaviso The Rabbis Kenanim That that includes that you can capture the Kenanim which you capture, alpha even though they're from the seven nations. So now that we already told you that you just don't want to have them around you, and that's why you the Rashi explained this, telling you that but knanim that are in another place, you're allowed to l- capture them, bring them. Because Kalpiho Amur Sha mitzu Lishaya shome in the kibosh because based upon we said that the mitzvahikonoshom is not connected to the mitzvah of conquering Earth Israel. Then there would be room to say we would think that also when you wage war in, in a uh, with the nations outside of Eretz Yisrael, an optional war also you're not allowed to take into captivity from the Canaanite that it's amongst those nation. Maybe you should be. So. If it wasn't, if it was connected to mitzvah of kibush, so over oh, there it's chutz it's not kibush. So why would it be such a such a svarah that you should have to that you should uh, that you shouldn't take them? Why would it be? Why does the posse have to say? But now, since we're saying that leishcha is independent of kibush, that's why we need this extra. To Posik to tell us that they are permitted. Since it's a separate mitz a separate mitzvah is Rashi, that's what Rashi emphasizes. The Shivyoi, which is the word Shivyoi So we have to, we're forced to include also the kananim that are in it. even though they're from the seven nations. And when we say only applies to the seven nations that sit in Eretz Yisro. In Eizayin, the Rebbe is going to explain a surprising thing in al in, Torah in that uh, we know that kiseitz la is war with the nefshah bahamis. So, how could this be an optional war? she says seems to be. Uh, not fitting with a simple uh, meaning. It's known this says, the expression of the Alter Ebes. That Rashi's commentary in the Torah is the wine of Torah. move on from this? Understood. The Rashi Masim im the Rashi commentary of Rashi should be fitting with what we learn in the inner part of Torah. In, the movement, in our case it's not understood. In the in the beginning of our parsha, it's explained at length. That goes on the war that the godly soul fights with the nefesh Sha It's a in the time of Dabnik. The the time of Dabnik is a time of war. How does this fit in Rashi's commentary? That we're talking about an optional war, or the war with the Nefshah Mahamis, with the Yetzahori, is not an optional, would seem. So the explanation is this. It's explained in many places. There's two ways types, that way we can sort out the yetzar. Aleph, one, Bederach melchoma, in a way of war. And Bez, bederech in a way of relaxation. She b'chololus, achiluk, generally this is the difference between Avedas the service of the damning Shas Krova, that's called the time of war. Avedas HaTefilo to the service of the Toyra Drocheo, Darkinoyim and Gehmer that's peaceful ways. Fighting with the Yetzirah Horeb, the Nefsh HaBaham is sorting out his horeb through davening and through learning. Davening is considered war and learning is considered Erech Avoid this hatfilu bira Yetzirah milmatel amailam. The service of davening is sorting out the Yetzirah from below to above. Al yidei is lapshus. HaMevare through the Mevare, the Nefsh HaBaham is dressing up Beham is the one who is being sorted out. Nevsha Bamis. Belochem Boal, Yede Milchomevi Yigi, and that's why this comes through war and effort. Abol Abiru Shalyede Torah, whom Ilmailo Lamato. The Torah sorts things out from above to below, but there are in an automatic way. Shalyede Limud Ha Torah, that through the study of Torah, Mamshech, Magala, Kuzbin Benamshech, he draws down and he reveals godliness in his soul by the Zen, through this is battle miss barrett it's a horror the it's is nullified and sorted out on his own up is a move on so now we understand ma shebira yet's a horror de milkhomo says la that sorting out is nikro milkhamsa resources that's an optional war kyesh nebiru before some nugha because there is other types of biru that's a way of nugha so, you don't necessarily need war. You can also do a way of bitter of menucha. Through the Avoid of Torah. This is Messiah, Shabbos, Parshis, Taitsay, Tovshin, Chavches.